Hello, and welcome to Humans of Agape, a new podcast by Agape Europe. We are a community of people who make Jesus known, so lives are changed and Europe is transformed. We want to bring spiritual hope and help to people from all walks of life. I am your host, my name is Jochen Geck, and I work in the student movement in Montpellier in the south of France, and I'm curious to hear about what God is doing across Europe. So this is what this podcast is all about. I interview people who are on staff with Agape and ask them about what God is doing in their lives and ministries. In today's episode, I get to talk to Matteo Chiarelli. He's a great guy overall, and he's doing a student ministry in Rome, Italy. Hello, Matteo. Hello, Johan. Ciao. <laughs> Ciao. How are you, Matteo? I'm good. Thank you. It's a beautiful day here in Rome, and yeah, it's good. That's great. Sun is shining. And you're smiling. <laughs> Matteo, you are, you mentioned you're in Rome. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit more about yourself. What yeah. is it you do in Rome? Yeah, I've been here in Rome for eight years now because I am actually from the south of Italy. But yeah, in the last two years and a half, I've been working with Agape, and right now I'm the, one of the team leaders uh, of the Agape student ministry here in Rome. Okay, student ministry in Rome. What do you love about Rome? After eight years, you should know some things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's so many things that I love about Rome. It's a great city, you know, it's the eternal city. It's beautiful and uh, there's so much history. The thing that I like the most about Rome that you you can never finish to learn something about Rome. It's always you're always discovering something. I love walking around the city and find you know a beautiful corner that it's just unbelievable and it's been there for I don't know how much. <laughs> for any of our listeners that uh, caught the bug now and wants to uh, visit Rome, any hidden or special places that you can recommend? There's a beautiful church that I love that it's called San Pietro in Montorio, uh, which is on a hill, on uh, like right in the center of Rome. And not many people know about this church because they always go on the very top of this hill. And this church is kind of in the middle. And uh, I love it. It's beautiful. It's next to the um, uh, Spanish embassy, which is beautiful, too. So, yeah. And not to forget about the food, too. Well, yeah, that's very important. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm always trying to improve my carbonara. Uh, Excellent. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, to not mention the many good gelato places that we have here. Uh, which today I think I'm going to get one because it's so <laughs> sunny. And, yeah. yeah, the way the sun is shining today is definitely the day to start the gelato season. Yeah, absolutely. It's always gelato season. <laughs> I guess then uh, food-wise and uh, just generally vibe-wise, life in Rome is great. What is ministry like in Rome? Mm-hmm. It's good. I mean, this season, it's uh, a little bit low because um, especially in January and February, students are in um, exams season. So it's kind of difficult to get to see them because they're just 
hiding home <laughs> and studying, <laughs> which is good because that's their job. <laughs> but yeah, this season it's uh, kind of a little bit low. But it's been good uh, because uh, I'm focusing more uh, on my new stuff training. And uh, because we have a mixed team, we have some people from the States, go from uh, uh, England and go from Czech Republic. They're uh, studying uh, the language right now and it's a good time of the year to do that because it's more difficult to get to see uh, students. And I'm very glad for that because it's very important for them and they're doing a great job. Yeah. Hmm. So you have a very mixed team. What does your yeah. team look like? Yeah, I love it. I mean, I think it's a, a gift from God to have a, such a mixed team because you can learn so much about even your own culture uh, because they help you to see the blind spots in uh, your culture because you're just used to things because you grow up like that and <laughs> you do things as you do it. Uh, but sometimes you don't even know why you do those things. So having people coming from outside... It helps you to even challenge the things that you used to do, your routine. And it's very good. I love it. And, you know, there's some people that have been in ministry for so much longer than me. And it's so good to hear their perspective, their ideas. And it's, it's rich. It's beautiful. I love it. I've been on campus a few times uh, with one of my teammates. Uh, his uh, name is Brandon. And uh, he's very good uh, asking questions and uh, like get into the conversation with students, and he's just very natural in that. And I think is mm, I think he's gifted in that, but it's also it also comes from experience, you know, and uh, doing that because he has been doing that for a longer time than me. Also, I think it's very cool to do that with someone else that is not from the same country that you're in because it's so much easier to get students interested in talking to you. And uh, that's very cool because, uh, you know, I can have the insight for the culture and um, my uh, teammate uh, can be like the attraction <laughs> in a sense for uh, the student. And it's good because it's a good team. So you're kind of a dream team when you go out together. I love it, yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned going out on campus. Can you share a little bit about what a week in your ministry looks like? Mm -hmm. It's probably different uh, depending on the time of the year. Yeah. Yeah, as I was saying, like this time it's a lot different. So we've been uh, uh, studying the Bible with uh, two students that they're not Christian now and uh it's it's been very good to see their passion about the bible and even if they are also in exams time they ask us to meet them and keep reading the bible and it's been really really good and also like it's very cool to get their questions about you know christianity and religion and all the questions that they ask because they're reading the bible for the first time it's very cool and it's it could be very challenging even for your your own knowledge about uh, jesus and the bible so it's very it's very good sometimes they help us to see uh, more about uh, our lord and it's very cool so yeah you go on campus you read the bible with these guys what else do you do in your week 
Yeah, I mean, we try to go on uh, on campus and uh, meet like random students with some evangelistic tools like uh, Illuminanima, which maybe you know from the uh, name Solarium. I do know that. Yeah. <laughs> we are also trying to meet students from other churches uh, here in Rome. And so actually like this week, early this week, we had a meeting with the... Uh, the youth team of uh, this new church it's here in Rome, which was very cool to even just to get to know the leadership of that church and to share the vision of Agape and uh, to meet the students attending their church. It was very good to see that unity of the body of Christ and mm -hmm. it's been really good. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about churches, what's it like to do student ministry in a very much majority Catholic city or country? Yeah, even? that's a good question. And uh, most of the questions that we get from the new students that we meet are about the differences between uh, the Catholic Church and the evangelical uh, world. And it's, uh, you know, it's interesting and it's uh, sometimes... It's hard because students, young people, and, uh, especially young people, are very disappointed about the church, uh, unfortunately, specifically Catholic church. And so they um, project this disappointed to God. And uh, for us, we need to help them understand that Of course, God loves the church, but the church is, we can never find, we will never find a perfect church here in, uh, in earth. And so um, we, we need to help them to trust God first uh, again and have him redeem their ideas of the, of the church. Those two students you mentioned that you read the Bible with, are they from a Catholic background too? Yeah, both of them, one more, the other, but both of them, like, it's just traditionally Catholic. So their parents, they don't go to church, but they are just Catholic because they grew up in Italy. And that's, you know, <laughs> the, the first religion that you find. And uh, so they don't really know what actually mean to be Catholic. So, yeah. Hmm. What did you study at university? I studied interior design. Interior design. Now that's different from student ministry. A little bit. <laughs> Does it have any impact on the way you do ministry now? I think so, in a way, yes. Because the thing that I liked the most when I was studying interior design was the process of designing things and the process of um, telling story with visual things and uh, objects. And so I really like to do that now in ministry and when I'm sharing my faith, I really like to use pictures or drawings or things like that. What kind of drawings do you use? I like to draw with just a simple black pen. You know, it's really cool because usually it's always something from the Word of God. And maybe I'm just reading something and something is stuck to me and uh, I just want to draw it down and sometimes it just helps other people to understand it better because I think, I don't know, visual, it's kind of a common language that everybody can uh, see and uh, understand 
And yeah, I think it's just a gift from God to help people to understand him in a good way. That's beautiful. Is that also how you would say you can use your specific gifts for ministry? Yeah, I, I definitely would like to improve that uh, more. Yeah, I definitely think it's a, a good way that I can uh, use it because it's, I think, a gift that God gave me. And uh, I don't want to take it for me. I want to use it for other people. And I think, especially in Italy, because it's, you know, culture very well known for uh, arts and creativity. I think it's a good thing to use. What would you say are you most passionate about in your ministry? I'm very passionate about worship, if that makes sense. I'm not trying to explain it. I think... I think that everything that we do is a worship to God. It's a response to who God is. And uh, I'm very passionate about that because we, as a team, we are doing, we're going through this Bible study that is called Gospel Fluency. And it helps us to be fluent in the language of the gospel and to speak it in the everyday life. It's very cool. And um, lately we were talking about the hero of our story, uh, which should be Jesus. Of course. And the uh, author was talking about how sometimes we can make Jesus as a like supporting character of our story. And the hero, it's not him anymore, but we became the hero of the story. Because if we can tend to talk more about, you know, ourself, our sin, our self-effort to get rid of the sin. And uh, Jesus just comes at some point and invited us to trust him. But actually, like, he's my creator, he's the one uh, that was always there for me. And uh, he's the one that is shaping me and uh, he's the one that stole me from uh, the darkness so he's the center of the story. He's the one that does everything, and I can not do anything without him. So I think, yeah, I'm very passionate to kind of help people understand how that's very important and how that's that should be something that we have to think about every day. What does that look like every day when you're on campus talking to students or when you're doing the Bible study? With the guys who don't know Jesus yet. Yeah, I think it's just an exercise for me even to try to talk about Jesus in every single uh, situation of my life and uh, try to relate my personal experience to him. And it's a challenge for me to be, you know, in love of Jesus every day more and more and more because Uh, you know, it's out of the overflow of the heart that the mouth speaks. And so the more I'm in love about Jesus, the more I speak about him. Do you have an example of how you used that or how that happened on campus, maybe, or in a conversation? Yeah, I think even asking good questions about, like, personal uh, life, but to try to help people think about their story and uh, about how in that story there's uh, always a redemption that is coming. 
I think that's really important because uh, especially today and especially here in Italy, students could be very discouraged because there's not uh, a lot of hope for their future because uh, they're just studying and studying, but they don't know what's going to happen to them after university because there's not a lot of job here in Italy. <laughs> And uh, so even to help them understand how everything that they're doing, it's valuable, but it's not the ultimate value that they have. I think that's very important. Hmm. So you show them how the gospel speaks into that situation of maybe hopelessness and uncertainty in the future. Yeah, yeah, in a way, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's very important and uh, to help them to give hope to their life and uh, uh, help them understand that everything that they're doing is going to be important uh, in the future and can change the country that we live in. But we need to do that with Jesus and with his strength. Let's talk about that country that you live in, this country of extravagant beauty and creativity but maybe also, of, like you mentioned, economic instability, an uncertain future. What in your culture points you to Jesus? There's many things, even, you know, some beautiful art pieces that are hidden <laughs> all over the city. They point me at Jesus. I was talking yesterday uh, with my girlfriend about one of the paintings uh, that Caravaggio did about Matthew's calling. And it's in a beautiful church here in Rome. And how Jesus' hands that is pointing at Matthew, it's the same hand that Michelangelo painted in the Sistine Chapel. But not the hands of God, but the hands of Adam. And it's beautiful because it's just, you know, it's a hand in a painting in one of the thousand churches that are here in Rome. But it has such a huge meaning for believers because uh, it's saying that Jesus is calling Matthew and this Jesus is the new Adam, the new creation, the new, the son of God, only son of God. And he's... 100% God and also 100% man and uh, it's so powerful and at the same time it makes me sad in a way because it's right there in front of many people and uh, I don't know how many people see it every day but no one is actually getting the meaning of that painting so I think that it's our responsibility to help people to see that this is not only beauty, but that this beauty is coming from God and it's so much more than what we think. Mm -hmm. And when we talked earlier, you also mentioned how you can find Jesus in the, the Italian love for a community around a, around a table and for sharing meals together. Yeah, I mean, that's fundamental i think yeah i mean we're italian we love to eat and uh we love good food and good company and i think that's one of the things that probably i learned working also with people from other countries because we in italy like we built trust at the table <laughs> like eating together like if we eat together i know i can trust you i know 
like we are friends and I know like I can tell you things and uh, I can trust you. But in other cultures, in, it's not like that. And it's not wrong, it's just different. But I know especially maybe in America, like I can trust you if I know that um, if I tell you to do some things, you'll do it and mm. I see that I, you're trustworthy and which is a good thing i think but it's just different here in italy i need to any time to get to know you and to actually you know just have a meal together hmm. so it's something that reminds us a lot of what we see in the new testament oh yeah absolutely jesus was always was always eating with uh, somebody and he actually was inviting himself to other people uh, people's house so i love that Yeah, I feel like when he wasn't teaching or praying, he was eating. I think in the Gospel of Luke alone, you have 10 accounts of how he ate with people. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's beautiful, and I love that about Jesus, because I think everything is based on relationships, and it's very important. And that's, I think, one of the reasons why Jesus came to her, to show us the love of God in that way like that is our friend is with us all the time and uh, it's beautiful yeah definitely and not to forget again the good food and the beauty and the enjoyment you find in that great food absolutely yeah i love many things like as i said carbonara matriciana good tiramisu It's always <laughs> oh you're making me hungry uh -huh. and you're making me want to come back to Rome <laughs> please come <laughs> it's almost lunch time you have an hour uh, an hour and a half <laughs> I'm a little too far away I'm afraid but I'll definitely uh -huh. come get back on that invitation <laughs> good with all that beauty and all that enjoyment are there things in your life or in your ministry maybe that you're also struggling with You know, sometimes it's easy to get uh, discouraged here in, uh, in Italy. And I'm sure it's true about all Europe. But it's easy to get discouraged because uh, most of the people, as soon as we say that we want to talk about Jesus and Christianity, they're very skeptical. And um, being disappointed about the church, it's very hard to get to actually talk about Jesus. So that could be a huge challenge that can get you very uh, discouraged. But at the same time, I think it's very good to remind ourselves that, you know, Jesus was oppressed by people around him and uh, how he didn't stop there, but he went further and he died for us for that oppression. And so we don't have to fear anything anymore. And uh, it's something that I have to remind myself every day. And also, I think Agape Europe, and it's very good for this. And even this podcast, I'm very thankful because it's very good to be reminded that I'm not alone and that there's other people that are praying for our revival here in Europe. And um, it's very good to uh, know that I'm part of the, the body of Christ and we are all together united in this that's good what is something you're learning right now well i'm trying to improve my drawing skills 
So I have um, a new pen, Stilografica. I don't know how to say that in English. <laughs> and so I'm uh, trying to improve that by drawing more and uh, even copying some some things and even actually spending some time with the Lord with some good music and trying to draw uh, more. And we're sadly getting to the end of this episode, but if you could leave our listeners with one message, one thing to take away, one encouragement, what would that be? I think I was sharing this with my team uh, when we were doing this Bible study with Gospel Fluency, to think about how God is perfect in everything and uh, not think about how we can feel the failure of not doing well in some things, but to remind ourselves that Jesus did everything perfectly. And I don't have to try to be perfect, but I, uh, I just need to allow him to be in me and uh, be truthful in, in me. Amen. Amen. That's great. <laughs> Thank you so much, Matteo, for your time and for everything you shared. It Thank was a you, pleasure. Johan. It was a pleasure for me. And let's talk soon. Bye. Yeah, absolutely. That was Matteo Chiarelli. He's co-team leader in the student ministry in Rome, Italy. Find Agape Europe on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or check out our website agapeeurope.org. I'm Jochen Geck and this is Humans of Agape. See you next time. <laughs>